<laughs> I'm relaxed. Uh, good morning, uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship. Uh, this is uh, live stream Sunday school for another uh, January edition, January the 16th, 2022. Thanks for being here this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines. We appreciate you being here today. <clears throat> We're going to play some music to allow people to jump on with us and get started with our, our Sunday school. Uh, it's going to be uh, the Pastor J.K. Rogers and uh, the Kingdom Minded Ministries. This is Debbie Austin singing, and uh, you'll recognize the song very, very quickly here. <clears throat> Jesus, the light of the world. Amen. Hey, Bev, good morning. It's actually quite a long introduction, so... Ronnie, good morning. It's just about time for Sunday school. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> good to see you. Well, good to see you. <laughs> good morning, Laura. Good morning, Clarinda. Thanks for being here. Walter and Pearl, good morning. Didn't know you were on. Very good. Roscoe Fry, super fan. For those wondering what I'm drinking today, veranda, delicious, it's a light brew. Joanna and Charles, good morning. song we did this at church it would take a while it would take a long yeah <laughs> amen i know thelma good morning lisa good morning good morning to you too god bless you Thank you for being here. Yeah, just as a heads up, I, I can see some names pop up on my screen and my my lovely bride who is also sitting side saddle with me over here. She can see some names and but not it's not always the same. So it's, it's really weird how that works. I don't I won't even begin to try to figure it out. So but we're 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 making sure that we're acknowledging you one way or the other if we can right now. So Amen. That's the mystery of Facebook Live. 
<clears throat> From a technology standpoint, too, just for the sake of discussion, we've decided to stay with Facebook because uh, it seems to work the best for our purposes. There are other venues that people will try to use for church. Um, not really that keen on to that. Don't really want to change the momentum here. People are used to using Facebook, and we're going to keep using it as long as Facebook lets us use it. That's the way it goes. But either way, thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you for being here. Just about time for Sunday school. And it's actually sunny outside. That's fantastic. <clears throat> the calm before the storm. Thank you for being here this morning. Stay prayerful, amen. Amen. Debbie Austin singing Jesus is the light of the world uh, for the uh, Kingdom Minded Ministries group. The uh, little bit of a precursor for next week, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And that's why we should be giving our focus to him and him alone. Uh, in spite of what other people try to say or what other people try to do to distract, uh, it's very important for us to remember that Jesus is our focus and should remain our focus for now, today, and for years to come, and frankly, when we're with him in glory. That's where the focus remains. We are um, going to go ahead and do announcements. wanted to make sure that you are reminded that we try to have the full church experience online for those individuals who are not in Akron to come to church with us or to be able to, or if you're not feeling well, you can stay home and watch church online. You can watch Sunday School right now. And Pastor Gus has a pre-recorded message that will be following uh, Sunday School today. Uh, it'll be, uh, it's uploading, it's uploaded now. It'll be available a little bit later on, but it'll be available immediately after Sunday School in this timeline. Um, it has to do with, uh, he's starting a new series, Your Confidence as a Believer is the uh, paraphrase name for it. Uh, we want to make sure that you tune into that and, and view that message. It's a very, very good message. Uh, and I, I want you to make sure that you're passing it on, that we have the complete church experience here on Facebook. 
uh, for those who are, again, not able to come to visit us in Akron. If you're in Akron, uh, we'll see you a little bit later on in church uh, for the service, which starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. The uh, praise team will get started, and then the message will be presented by Pastor Gus live. It'll be the same message, but it'll just be done with a live version of it, which will be a little bit different, I'm sure, but uh, we just welcome everyone to be able to take a part in the entire church experience. We have been convicted to do this now for quite some time, and we're going to keep doing it for as long as we can because we just don't know, quite frankly, how the way we worship and praise is just going to keep going. We want to make sure that we're available so that no one misses it. If anybody wants to be involved, they can be involved. So we thank you for also inviting others that you know as well, too, to join us uh, here at, for Sunday School. Uh, as far as I know, we're the only Sunday School on, online. Uh, I don't know of any others. If there are others, uh, let me know. But as far as I know, we're the only ones doing it live, and we're the only ones doing it the way we're doing it. So uh, we appreciate you being here. So your confidence as a believer will be Pastor Gus's message that will be available uh, after Sunday school is over with here. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We are uh, really appreciative of all those who contributed to the uh, floor uh, that was just put in, the very beautiful, shiny (laughs) floor. Hey, Jackie, good morning. Um, Thanks for being here this morning. Um, The beautiful floor that we just put in, that was a project that we have been trying to get taken care of for at least five years. I mean, that's a that's a long-standing project. So we are very appreciative for those who helped with that. We, um, <clears throat> we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep doing what we need to do as a church. We want to just to stay prayerful and pray for the members of our church as well, too, as we <clears throat> do what we can to stay healthy. Amen. I think that that's important. God is the one who gives us the covering and will keep us healthy, but we need to do our part too. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure you're doing all the things necessary to uh, make sure that you're you're honoring the Lord with your body. Uh, I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, and I think that that's the way to put it, and that's the way I'm going to leave it. Uh, remember your tithes and offering. <laughs> hey, I'm talking about myself too. Okay, I'm talking about myself. I'm not just talking <laughs> um, as my bride stares at me. Um, Remember your tithes and offerings, please. For those of you who are not uh, able to come to church, please mail the tithes and offerings for our church uh, to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Amen. And uh, that's the address for mailing your tithes and offerings. And we appreciate everybody's remembering that we still have to run our church. We still have to heat the building, do all those things going on. Uh, Your birthday week, Jackie's... Your twin, you have a twin. Uh, the birthday week, January nineteenth. Very good. Okay. Um, amen. We'll keep that in mind and and focus on that as well too. Um, so that's this week. Um, what's that? Three days. Oh, three days from now. Yes, the nineteenth. Yes. So yeah, I, I know what date is. Who drove? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on. Um, but thanks for remembering that and remembering to take care of those things because we. Um, the church needs to still operate, still need to do what's necessary to take care of the church building and, and all those things that we appreciate. Again, you're being prayerful about that. Even that is issue as well, too. Pray about what you can contribute. I mean, that's what's important, too. We don't ever want anyone to contribute based upon um, the need to do so because, you know, someone tells you to do it or compels you to do it. 
that's not the reason that you contribute at all. You do it because you want to do it, and you do it because you, the Lord is uh, moving you in what direction to do it. And you never give to sacrifice your own bills. Uh, that's something we have to always kind of mention every now and then just to tell people what's going on. Uh, Edward, good morning. Uh, thanks for being here with us this morning for Sunday School. We're going to jump right into it right now. We are going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. And this is, uh, we've gone all the way through Hebrews. This chapter is a, <clears throat> a kind of a conclusion to Hebrews, uh, the way uh, it is written. And it is written to, of course, the audience of Jewish believers. And it is a very important message within it. And is I was going to do like the entire first 14 verses, but the first seven verses are so action-packed. <laughs> That we're going to focus on those today and, and cover the rest of uh, uh, Hebrews 13 next week. Uh, have fun at work, Jackie. And, and as far as that, you got double-fisted coffee, amen. You do what you have to do. <laughs> I may make another cup of coffee before I head down to church. We'll have to see. But thanks for being here today. God bless you all. Uh, we are going to get to Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 14 now, and read that, or pardon me, verses 1 through 7. I, I, I tried to almost mess myself up again. Hebrews 13, 1 to 7. I have it marked off here, and I said the other thing anyway. So uh, let's get to it. We uh, appreciate your being here this morning. We're going to go ahead and pray and get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you have set aside for us to sit and hear your word through the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your wisdom and knowledge. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for the reminders you give us as well. As you, We know some of these verses. We've heard them before perhaps, but it's very important to focus on them and just really think about what they really mean when it comes to our relationship with you and our relationship with others. Thank you, Lord, for those reminders and those teachings. Bless us and keep us, Lord. Thank you for keeping us healthy. Thank you for keeping us focused on you and your word. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. <laughs> uh, good morning, Kelly. Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 7. <clears throat> thanks for being here this morning. Um, this is, like I said, a very, very rich passage because of the different things that are addressed here. And it's just the way it's set up, even though we're still in the in the topic of the support, superiority of faith. <clears throat> we recognize that. But um, now we're going to look at some different topics within this first section uh, of Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read the passage passage 1 to 7 and it'll be in the New Living Translation. Please follow along in your version and for those of you new to us uh, we typically go back over the passages after we've read them through uh, just for clarity and we will get started with that. Hey Greg, good morning. Okay, so let's get started here. Verse 1, Hebrews 13. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Ooh. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. 
Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Verse 5. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Verse 7. Remember your leaders who taught taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Okay. That's Hebrews 13 verses 1 through 7. And as you can see by what I was referring to, look at all the different subjects that are covered here just in these first seven verses of Hebrews chapter 13. So let's go back to the top. We've got um, verse 1 in Hebrews. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Now, it's interesting that this is the first verse about where it says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. And we, we have to be told this honestly because it's not our nature to love one another. It is our nature sometimes to crawl up and be very self-focused, uh, really look at things from a standpoint of me, me, I, I, and and that's our flesh doing that. You have to understand something. This is this is nothing more or less than that. Not necessarily uh, anything that's uh, to condemn us. It's just the fact of the matter is that we have to keep focusing on others, keep loving, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters, and. What does that really uh, deal with? It, it, we're going to look at it a little bit further as we go further down into the passage. We're talking about loving one another. We have to make an effort to do so. Uh, and I hope you can see that when we're talking about making an effort to love one another, we have to sometimes go out of our way and say thank you, say hello, say hi. Uh, you're reaching out beyond your own way of doing things. And so <clears throat> what it, what we need to see here is that Loving someone requires tangible actions. What tangible actions are we talking about? Let's go to verse 2 in Hebrews 13, and we'll see this. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. My goodness. Um, there's all, we'll go back over that in one moment. Um, another action, remembering those in prison as if you were there yourself. Now that's a real strong statement. Because the tendency is for us to not necessarily put ourselves in other people's positions. And <clears throat> there are a lot of people's positions I wouldn't want to be in. But it doesn't mean that you have to be in them. It just means you remember them as if you were in them. So when we're talking about remembering people in prison as if you were there yourself, you're, you're thinking about, boy, someone's in prison and no one's come to visit. Or, boy, someone's in prison and they're having a tough time because they don't like being isolated or being alone. You're remembering the, the actual things that take place for those who are in prison. You don't have to necessarily experience it to understand it, but you recognize it for what it is. And in the second part of verse 3 in Hebrews 13 says, Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Well, this goes across the gamut there are a lot of people out there who are being mistreated who have been abused who have been neglected and those who are hungry uh, you might feel the pangs or, or recognize that when someone goes hungry there are hunger pangs that take place 
when someone's being mistreated, there definitely is pain and suffering that takes place. All we're doing here is giving you a reminder to make sure that you pay attention to not just yourself, but others around you, the people around you, the people that you know, people in your family, people outside of your family who are scuffling, struggling, having a hard time. Yeah, you're, you're showing uh, very good words. You're showing sympathy and empathy. Uh, I think that's, those are great words because that truly will mean that you're humbling yourself before the Lord to do so. You could not do that. Um, good morning. You could not do that without being humble uh, before the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we have to look at this for what it is. Um, hospitality to strangers. What do we mean by hospitality to strangers? Saying good, good afternoon, good morning, hello. <clears throat> being courteous, like if you're at a grocery store or you're at a, a department store. We won't mention names, but you know what I'm talking about. Or you're being kind to people. You're having interactions with individuals. And understand something. In some of these environments, we have to wear masks, don't we? But it doesn't prevent you from speaking to people or being kind to people. And it doesn't prevent you from saying what is necessary to show your kindness to others as well, too. See, that's one thing that's really important for us to see. Sometimes people need to see your eyes. They need to see how much you really do have empathy or care about a person. So be kind to other people, when they're, when, especially when it looks like they're having a rough day. Is the spirit working... The spirit should be working in your life where you can have a sensitivity and empathy for those people around you. This is for this is for all of us. This is no one excluded in this conversation. Um, we need to understand that that's really, really important. And I love this hospitality to strangers thing. We'll get to that a little bit more uh, when we're talking about those angels. Um, empathy for those who are in prison and mistreated. Marriage vows. We, we, we didn't cover that. Give honor to marriage. That's verse 4 of Hebrews 13. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Your marriage vows are sacred vows. And those vows should be treated as such. They need to be treated and honored. You're honoring the Lord because he's giving you this vow to take with another person where two become one and all the things that go with that. And, and what we have to understand here is that <clears throat> it is really important for us to stay faithful and remain faithful. Just as Jesus has remained faithful to us, we need to remain faithful to our spouses and recognize it for what it is. <clears throat> now, we will not take the time to go into what happens when that doesn't happen because that's not really the topic today. But we recognize that even in that situation, there is forgiveness and that's something that we have to also recognize, too, because it takes a humble heart that's willing to forgive someone when something goes wrong. And so that part we will cover, the fact that we're talking about having empathy and being faithful. And when something happens, we all sin, amen? We all make mistakes. We need to have humble hearts, be ready to forgive. And we are ready to forgive because when we talk about Jesus Christ being the same yesterday, today, and forever, as we'll talk about next week. We're recognizing that he forgave us. <clears throat> he forgives us and continues to forgive us for our sins. So all we're doing is living in a Christ-like manner. That's exactly what we're doing here, and that's what we focus on. And 
we'll cover one more verse here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I'll never fail you. I'll never abandon you. The tan tangible action here is that we need to be satisfied with what we have. The tangible action is to not live in such a manner where we go out and think, I don't have enough. Um, I'm pretty sure I have enough just by looking at what I have and what and what we possess. And I don't need anything additional <clears throat> or anything like that. Um, some people are never quite satisfied, and we that's something that Satan kind of puts in that person's mind, that they're never satisfied. And you have to understand that that's what uh, gets a lot of people tripped up when it comes to remaining faithful and truly showing love for one another. Those actions are being compromised. Okay, I think we covered everything there. Being content is a tangible action. Uh, that's very important for us to see here, too. Okay, back to verse 2, Hebrews 13, 2. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Now, we've seen in Scripture where angels have been, uh, well, entertained, I guess. They, we, there were enter, angel encounters in Scripture back in the Old Testament. Let's put it that way. Um, and we know about that because we've seen it in Abraham, with Abraham, excuse me, in Genesis chapter 18. Uh, we've seen it with Gideon in Judges 6. Uh, 11 and other verses that follow as well too and Manoah in Judge, Judges 13 uh, verse 2 and verses that follow after that and here's an interesting comment from the person doing the commentary here that I thought was really really interesting I want you to think about this for a moment some people say they cannot be hospitable because their homes are not large enough or nice enough well Let's think about this. If you've got more, no more than a table and a couple of chairs in a rented room, for that matter, <laughs> you are already being hospitable. You are already expressing uh, a desire to get to know or, or, or have communication with another person. That's more than sufficient. That's the, de that's the definition of hospitality. You're, you're doing what's necessary. And there are a lot of people who would be grateful to spend time with you. So we need to understand that, okay, maybe you feel as though your home is not ready to, to take un encounter guests. Well, you know what you can do? You can also have hospitality by going out to lunch with somebody, going to dinner with somebody. Um, and you don't even have to spend a lot of money doing it. You don't have to go to the fanciest restaurant. For my goodness sake, you go to a place that serves very casual dining and, and just go and spend time with the person. Talk to them. Yeah, go to Wendy's. Um, if you can sit inside, my goodness, or, or sit in the car and eat, whatever. We make a lot out of that, and it really is not uh, anything more than just spending time with someone. And I want everybody to understand that. And we need to realize that um, we, we, we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make sure that we are available to talk to other people. That's the other thing, too. Um, there may be visitors in the church that you want to share a meal with you might want to invite someone out to eat uh have some spend some time with them and our church has done this we've done this before we've, we've actually taken people out to eat and and go and spend time with them and and seek them out and just find out about them and and talk to them it's not about getting in somebody's business it's about just spending time with someone and having fellowship time i i don't know why i just said that <laughs> but it, it brings to mind 
We don't do stuff like this to get in people's business or find material for gossip. That's sin. We do it because we genuinely care about the other person and we want to spend time with them in such a way where we really show that we care about them because we do care about them. And that's what fellowship with others is all about. Remember what Jesus did? Jesus had conversations with people and talked with them for a few moments because he knew the hearts of those individuals. And I was actually talking about this, I think, yesterday with my wife. Jesus knows the hearts of everyone, and he has said that, that is mentioned in Scripture. And for those individuals whose hearts are not for him, it's not like he will blow them off completely, but he certainly will talk. But he won't spend a lot of time with them if they aren't sincerely seeking after him. And I think that that's what we have to remember here, too. For those who are seeking after Jesus Christ, including yourself, you need to live in a Christ-like manner and live as Jesus did by spending time with people and talking with them. The woman at the well, the, the, the people that, the, the, the man at the pool of Salome, who, who he eventually healed, he spent time with that person and talked with that person and gave him a hard truth. Go and sin no more. And, and, but these were all being done in a loving manner, and that's exactly what we need to be doing when we're showing hospitality to others. Perhaps there are people who are single that you know who would enjoy uh, an evening of conversations. Just talk to them and see how they're doing as well, too. Um, is there any way that your home, if it's large enough, could meet the uh, needs of a traveling missionary? This is one of those things where you have to just kind of stretch your thinking a little bit and kind of think outside of the box. We just want to make people feel comfortable. We want people to feel as though if you have the ability to host them, for example, that you want them to feel comfortable about who you are, who our church is, what, what, who Jesus is, who you are representing, who is Jesus Christ. That's a very, very important aspect of what we're looking at when it comes to hospitality. And remember, we're talking about tangible actions for others, tangible actions. These are things that people can see. So that's what we're trying to get people to see as we look at this passage. Okay. I hope uh, if you have any questions about that particular subject, you're welcome to shoot them to us either online here or go to our uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page and give us additional comments as well, too. We'll be happy to address those for you. But put your thinking caps on about that and really pray and seek the Lord about what that hospitality thing really means and what it means according to you, not according to what other people are doing, but according to you. We're not, we don't need to compare what we do with others. That's not necessary. That's, frankly, it's a waste of time. Jesus has a relationship with you. You need to do what you can to understand what the Spirit is saying to you about something like this particular subject. And let's move on to the one in verse 3, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Wow. We are to have empathy for those in prison, especially for not limited to Christians in prison for their faith. Now, honestly, that's something that uh, I don't know that we're going to encounter a lot of that, but we may encounter Christians indeed who have been jailed for different reasons because they made a big mistake and they did something they shouldn't have done. Well, they need to be visited, too. They need to be looked after. Don't assume that people in prison are getting a lot of visitors. Don't assume that. Don't assume that families are able to come to see them, especially today with 
with COVID uh, issues, there have been restrictions on visitations uh, in prisons as well, too. But that doesn't mean that you still shouldn't think about those individuals. If you know someone is in prison, guess what you can do? You can write a letter. You can write a letter. You can take the time to write a letter to someone and let them know that you're thinking about them and that you're praying for them. And let's face it, what, what, how much time does it take to write a letter? Well, <clears throat> it takes some effort. It takes sitting down at a table and you're making a note of the individual and you're con- contacting the prison to get the correct mailing address, uh, get the information necessary so that person will receive that letter. It takes some time. It takes some effort to do that. Um, and make it a point, even in, in this, these times that we're in, to make a list of people that you want to pray for. I think that's really, really a good strategy. That's a good thing to do to try to keep on top of those individuals and make sure. And understand something. If a name comes to mind, guess who's giving it to you? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's giving you the name to consider. That's that's the most important thing for us to see here. When when you are living according to the Spirit, the Spirit will give you what you need and guide you as to who needs to be uh who needs the attention, who needs to be paid attention to, who you need to focus on. Um, <clears throat> I don't want you to ever forget that because that's something that's really important. Um, Jesus said that his true followers are going to be the ones who uh, live in this manner, to live, to think about other people. Focus on others. Go to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Verse 36, these are very interesting truths that were being spoken here, and Jesus was speaking to people, to the people, and he was telling people, this is how you need to think. This is how you need to process what your life represents as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what you need to be doing in order to make sure that you are truly living in such a manner where you're honoring Jesus Christ. Matthew twenty five thirty six. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. This is Jesus speaking and he's speaking in such a manner where he wants you to think about someone other than yourself and focus on doing things for them that are going to be beneficial for them. It's not necessarily giving things away. It may involve giving away clothing or giving some a donation or something. That's not hard to do at all these days. It's easy to donate clothing and give to, give to people who are in need. Um, these are things that you do. Um, I was sick and you cared for me. You know, something simple as calling someone, looking in on them, and providing information or help for them to you know find ways to get better. One of the neat things that we've been able to do, even during this pandemic and viruses going around is that we've been giving people advice on how to get healthy and stay healthy um, by just taking supplements, taking the things that are very natural, the things that are, are very good for you to take to help you to fight off uh, any kind of illness, colds, um, uh, viruses, things that we need to be doing to take care of ourselves because, let's face it, those things are there for us to as provision for us to do that very thing. And remember that there's nothing, all of this is under Jesus' umbrella, okay? He is, of course, the great physician and the great healer. But we also recognize that we have responsibilities to be active in sharing with others as well, too, things we've learned about how to take care of yourself. Have you considered that? I mean, that's really what's very important today.
and I've done it with people at work. I've done it with uh, friends. I'm just making sure that we, we want to make sure that we're doing those things. You do it in your own way. You, you do it in such a way where you're making sure that you're paying attention. And, of course, verse 36 at the end says, I was in prison and you visited me. Jesus wants us to remember those people who have been incarcerated, plain and simple. He wants us to remember those individuals who we know who have been incarcerated. And we, especially today, as I had mentioned, uh, for those who just can't go and see in prison, but you can write them letters, you can communicate with them, you can let them know that you are thinking about them. And that's really, really important for us to keep in mind as we go forward. There's additional comments here about prisons. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. Um, but if you think about it, and, and some of this is not really going to be applicable right now because um, prisons can be a mission field because you can send in Bible teachers and stuff like that to those prisons and, or evangelists. And But keep in mind that when things open back up, that can be an avenue for you as well, too. You can go and do that. Um, not to blow my own horn, but... Uh, assisted living facilities are allowing people to come in and visit uh, right now. And so you can do that. You can go and visit them. You can go and see those individuals as well, too. Uh, it usually is regimented, and it usually has a time factor to it, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. You can still do it. We have to always be ready and stay aware of those things that can be done um, to meet the needs of others who are in need, meet the needs of those individuals who are hurting, who are going through something right now. This goes exactly back to what we were talking about earlier, about keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Empathy and sympathy, and you all do it all with humility. Um, all the itties there. Uh, but you're doing it with humility. Being humble is the most important thing in all of this. I hope that you can all see that. I hope you can appreciate that for what it is. Okay. Let's go to verse 4 once again, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Very, very important topic. I told you this was rich. There's a lot of stuff here to, to really take in. And as we do these, maybe the Spirit is giving you something to really uh, challenge you to think about as you uh, move forward and live in a Christ-like manner before others. Remember, we're living outside of ourselves. We're doing what's necessary to show that we... Uh, love Jesus by loving others and that's something that we no one should be twisting your arm to do any of this stuff amen uh, we don't need to twist your arm we do it because we want to do it uh, and I I pray that you get this as you read his word and understand it I just saw something here about <clears throat> let me read Matthew 25 verses 37 and 38 um well, 37. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? Verse 38, or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick in prison and visit you? And then verse 40 says, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When did you, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. That's what you need to understand. You're doing it because Jesus, he knows every person's heart. He knows every person that you're coming in contact with. He knows every individual that we are referring to. He knows those people who know him personally, and he knows those people who don't know him personally. 
in a personal relationship, but they all matter to Jesus Christ. And so when you're doing those things, you're doing those things on his behalf and doing those things for other people. Amen. And that's the takeaway from all of this here. That's what's really important for us to see. One of your little assignments for homework, go back and look at Matthew chapter 25 and start reading verses 31 all the way down to 46. And that's something that's really important for you to see. This is all about being humble, humbling yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Back to Hebrews 13, 4. Giving honor to marriage. That's the most important thing. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Now, that's all he says about marriage here in this particular passage. But giving honor to marriage, marriage is tough sometimes. You're talking about being with someone uh, quite a bit, hopefully. <laughs> You're not spending your time apart, for goodness sake. Um, but what it requires, though, is it requires a little bit more in-depth uh, of a relationship than just the casual friendship or just being out with someone and, and having fellowship time or having coffee or, or, or just chattering about little things. Uh, being in, involved in marriage requires the utmost in Christian conviction and sensitivity. You've got to be sensitive to your spouse. You've got to be paying attention to your spouse. You've got to be listening to your spouse. You've got to be aware of things that are going on in your lives around the both of you. And I think it's a good practice uh, if you're married to someone that your spouse, your husband or your wife, is your best friend. I really believe that that's a very, very important part of marriage. That is a uh, personal statement. It's not a scriptural statement, but I think common sense dictates that your your spouse, your husband, your wife should be your best friend. And, and, and the person that you're confiding in and speaking to and talking to shouldn't be carrying secrets, shouldn't be like going and talking to folks outside of the marriage about your business and not talking to your spouse about it. Um, I think that that's a, that's a common sense approach that is going to be important in a very healthy marriage and a healthy relationship. And we have to understand that God's love for you is, is something that's really an impetus for you to keep your marriage healthy. As God loves us, he wants us to love our spouses. The, the church sets the example for that, where Jesus Christ is the head of the church and the church is his bride. And he shows this as an example for us to recognize that it's a very sacred union. It's a very important um, joining where two become one because we, in our relationship with Jesus Christ, we have a relationship with him because we have the indwelling Holy Spirit that helps us in these situations. So we want to make sure that we are honoring biblical marriage. We're praying for our spouses. We're doing what we can to remain faithful to Jesus Christ. And we always want to stand for the traditional marriage that is represented in Scripture, of course, as well, too. I think that that's also very important for us to see because we need to understand that there's a lot of effort, and there has been a lot of effort over the years to try to change the definition of marriage. And it's a very um, sticky topic in the world, but it's not a sticky topic when it comes to believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. That That traditional value has always been there and always will be there, and 
uh, I know that the Alliance has even come forth with a statement to reinforce this thing, that uh, marriage is a husband, a man and a woman, and that's what we believe in, and that's what we will continue to believe in. So this is really not controversial. We have to understand that when you try to change things, it's because you really want to live in a different manner than what God is dictating or God is stating in his word. And I think that that's what we have to recognize here. If you just you just don't accept it and you just want to try something different and say, well, this is okay. Well, uh, I'm not going to say it is okay because it's not. It, we have to recognize it for what it is. But we remain faithful to one another in marriage, and we set the example too. And understand something. You know, people can point fingers at, at, at a person who has a bad marriage or a difficult marriage and say, well, you're not getting it right. Why should I listen to you? Don't be a stumbling block. Don't be a stumbling block before others. Be firm and faithful when it comes to your marriage. Stand up for your spouse. Uh, you go to the mat for your spouse. You do whatever is necessary to take care of that other person in your marriage and, and defend that person wherever you can. Um, I spent a lot of time on marriage here, but I think it's important to rep represent what is being said here. And, and understand the writer of Hebrews is saying God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Now, understand something. Immorality and committing adultery are very specific, I suppose, when it comes to marriage is concerned. But you know what? He's going to judge everyone who is not remaining faithful, who's not being faithful to him when it comes to his word. And pardon me? being obedient yeah, exactly you're being obedient to jesus christ you're being you're following what he is saying to you and you're making sure that you're remaining faithful to him so i hope that you all can appreciate what i've been talking about here and understand that you know what and and that and that reminds me of something else too god's word is not controversial except to those who don't want to accept it remember that god's word is not controversial except for those who don't want to accept what his word says. It's controversial then, because that means someone wants to go in a different direction, and that's what we have to recognize here. Stand firm on the word. You don't need to compromise. You don't need to do anything different than what you're doing when it comes to following the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I challenge everyone, um, honestly, the less you watch TV or the less you watch certain movies, the better, because... The movies are going to try, or TV are going to try to show you all these different things that make God's word look like it's contradictory to what they're doing. And that's exactly what happens when it comes to um, what the world views, because the world wants to view, the world hates God. The world doesn't, is not endeared to God. The world does not want to follow his teachings. So you have to understand what's going on here and i hope you recognize that for what it is verse five don't love money be satisfied with what you have for god has said i will never fail you i will never abandon you do you believe that when god says he'll never fail you or never abandon you he means that we as believers have to live in such a manner where we really believe that those are his words and trust in his words our greatest challenge as believers is faith and trusting in jesus's words Trusting in the words that he presents to us, his words are eternal words. They are eternal truths. Please understand that. These are things that we have to recognize. Read what? The Hebrews 13.5? Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13.5 in the ESV. 
Okay. Okay. Well, let's do that. Hebrews 13.5 in the ESV. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes, I get that. The NLT does take those words and... and, and they're both accurate. That's going to ring true. Yes, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Is the is the and that's only a repetition. That's something that you've seen in the Old Testament. I, you'll see. I'll never leave you nor forsake you many many times in Scripture. That that the way it's phrased. Exactly right. You're exactly right. That's oh, that's perfect, perfect. And let me read verse six real quick. Back at Hebrews thirteen, uh, back in the NLT version, so we can say with confidence. The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Amen. Um, And this is all about being satisfied with what we have, uh, looking at verses 5 and 6, and striving to live with less rather than more, uh, or rather than desiring more, excuse me. Um, Give away out of your abundance rather than accumulating more. Um, this is a touchy subject in some cases because we, we, we know there's a, a subject of people who have hoarded and kept things and you wind up walking through their homes and there's like this one pathway and you have to understand that that's something that there's a lack of confidence that that person has had over time that they needed to have more and more in order to feel secure. And it's a false premise, of course, but we don't want to just focus on people who are hoarding things we want to focus on your attitude what you what you really believe when it comes to those things can you do more with less can you live without certain things and many times you as a believer should be making decisions saying that yes i can live without that yes i can do without this thing i don't need this thing especially if it incurs debt amen i mean these are there are things that you make good decisions on it um that's a very, very important thing to remember. Um, we have to focus on what those things are. And you don't want to be in a place of resentment because you think you're missing out on something. Oh, wow. You know, that never occurred to me, but that's something that was written in the commentary here. People start resenting others because they see and they're looking at what other people have or what they're doing. That's envy. That's a sin. These are things that we have to not practice. You should be very happy for someone else who has something because they genuinely uh, want it. They want it. They need it. They they have it. And 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 this and this also has nothing to do with social status. It could be someone who maybe had the same social status as you, and they may have something you don't, and you get weird about it. Uh, <laughs> And that's what it is. So let's not get into the place where you are coveting or looking at things that others have and feeling as though you should be resentful or being because your pride just won't stand for anything less than saying, I've got to do the same thing. That's the old keeping up with the Joneses thing that um, comes to mind that for those of you who are younger may not even remember who the Joneses are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that's an older statement, obviously. But we we t- we tend to put our focus on the wrong things. That's the whole point here, and we want to make sure that we're doing that. And we are trusting that God can meet all of our needs. Amen. Um, let's go real quick to Philippians four eleven because we're running out of time here. 
Philippians 4.11. Um, and look at what Paul writes. Not that I am speaking of being in need. This is Philippians 4.11. Uh, this is the English Standard Version. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Amen? Is that your approach? Be content. Be content with what you have. You know, if there are things that you definitely need, go get them. But if there are things that you don't need, you need to think about them. And think about not getting them if it's something that you really don't need. Um, and one more passage, First John 2.17. 1 John 2.17, because we want to recognize that sometimes the world will drive us into doing things or saying things or, or going after things that we don't need. Um, that's the whole premise of advertising, amen? Advertising on television. Uh, they want you to buy their product. And we see advertisements all day long. We're watching TV from the simplest things up to, you know, automobiles or whatever, whatever okay? But look at what it says in 1 John 2:17. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. You ever understand that you will have what you need if you are operating within the will of God. God will not deprive you of anything that you need. He will allow you to get those things that you need if you're operating according to his will. have to emphasize this over and over again. People think, well, we don't need to plan. Why not? Plan. You're supposed to be planning things. If you're operating according to God's will, he is going to give you what you want. He's not going to deny it. He's not going to deny you of that thing. Now, he is going to direct you where it's most important when it comes to operating in his will. But ultimately, when it comes right down to it, if you're obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and operating according to his will, he's not going to deny you. But we recognize that we need to recognize that we sometimes get caught up in the world's desires and not in doing the will of God or being obedient to Jesus Christ. That's where we have to draw the line. That's where we have to make the distinction. And finally, verse 7, um, remember that your leaders who taught, remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. And understand that you owe a lot to others who have taught you about God's word and Ultimately, what it comes down to is that you are honoring those individuals by living and being obedient to Jesus Christ and sharing God's truth and wisdom with others as well, too, as you talk with people about that. Keep living those good examples of people that you're around. Don't, don't copy off of them. Just live according to being faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Live in such a manner where you are honoring Jesus Christ. That's the way for you to honor all of those who have been teaching, honor, of course, who, who is the greatest teacher? Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit teaches you, teaches you wisdom, knowledge. You honor him by living in such a manner that you are following the example of their faith by living in that manner, but you're still living according to Jesus Christ and his teaching. That's what's really important for you to see. And you do that by not staying by yourself, but you look at evangelism, you look at service, you look at Christian education, all those things that you do understand that the Spirit is the great teacher here. The Spirit is the one who enables everyone to be able to serve him in, in the manner that they are gifted to serve him. So pay attention to that as you listen to the Spirit and allow the Spirit to speak through you. Let's pray.
Father, we just thank you for your teaching today. We thank you for the rich teaching and the very, very detailed teaching in some areas of how you are showing us the importance of loving one another as Christ himself has loved us, as you have loved us. We thank you very much for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for helping us to stand firm in your word, stand firm in the faith. Lord, you are not controversial at all to those of us who believe in you and trust in you. And Lord, we recognize that not everyone is going to agree with what your word says. But even if they don't agree, it doesn't change you. You have said over and over again, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And may we follow you and honor you in such a manner where you indeed are Lord of our lives today and for all eternity. We thank you for what you're teaching us. And we give you all that thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. We had a really nice long Sunday school. Uh, God bless you all. And I want you all just to keep pray, be prayerful and listen to the Spirit in all things that are taking place. Um, and thank you for those of you who are not members of our church who have joined us as well, too. God bless you all. We love having you here. And we invite you back again next Sunday morning. Uh, you guys take care of yourselves. God bless. And we will see you next time. Oh, stay tuned uh, for Pastor Gus's message following right uh, on our timeline as well, too, the pre recorded message. Take care. We'll see you next time.